Hello and welcome to Maritime Careers, the podcast. My name is Andrew Caldroy and I'm thrilled that you're joining me on a journey of discovery where every Monday I speak with maritime professionals from across the industry, sharing the diverse opportunities that are available. There is no doubt that we are living in extremely challenging times. The purpose of the podcast is to share with you, your friends, your colleagues, your families, the opportunities that are available. We're here to support you in your career journey. If you found it useful, I'd love to know by leaving a comment, a rating um, in any of the channels that you're listening to this on. And if you have, again, found it useful, please feel free to share it with your friends, family, colleagues who are perhaps looking for a new career. Thank you, stay healthy, stay safe and enjoy today's episode. On today's episode, I'm thrilled to welcome the Managing Director of Ionzi Marine Recruitment um, based uh, up in Glasgow, um, only 45 minutes where, away from where we are today uh, recording today's episode. Uh, Ionzi uh, Marine Recruitment is a specialist marine recruitment company, so perfect to discuss uh, maritime careers um, throughout the sector. And of course, I would, it's a great pleasure. Uh, welcome Gordon Rennie onto the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. I like, I like your pronunciation. Very well, very well done. First attempt. <laughs> yes, of course. First attempt. We didn't practice this off script whatsoever. <laughs> Not <at all. laughs> um, so yes, thank you for, um, sorry, Gordon. I've got the, Sorry, just one second. Somebody's trying to call me. No problem. Massive cock up here. It's the one person who bypasses everything that I set up to do not uh, uh, distract me. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry, Gordon. No worries, no problem. My, 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 most people don't cut through my do not disturb. The only person who does cut through my do not disturb is my wife. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's not a bad thing. You can't, you can't really moan about that, to be honest. No, no, I, I, I really can't, especially as she's still in London. So, um, and, we've, and we've not spoken today. Um, right, let's start that again. Um, I'm just going to leave a pause so I see it on the audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Maritime Careers, the podcast. With us today, uh, we have the Managing Director of Ionzi Marine Recruitment, based only 45 minutes away from where we're recording today in the heart of Scottish shipping, Glasgow. Uh, thank you very much for jo joining us, Gordon. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, to get us kicked off, can you um, give us an introduction to... Who and what is Ionzi Marine Recruitment? Um, what, what, what you're doing today in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, of course. Um, we were essentially specialised in shore-based recruitment, um, usually from middle management, um, right, right up. We've had, we've had some, some joy with recently with some senior management positions. So, yeah, we've, we don't really focus just on the, the UK. So... Anywhere from Singapore, Qatar, 
um, right down to Houston. So yeah, quite quite global, but quite specialised in vessel management and more so recently in the, the commercial side of it. So very much a global recruitment agency, much like actually the, the maritime sector. For those who are listening, um, maritime shipping um, is, in, I mean, it's not just here in Glasgow or, 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 or Scotland. It is, it is a global industry with vast number of opportunities. Um, so now we're starting to understand a bit what you do today, Gordon. What can you share with us perhaps what brought you to your current position as MD of Yonzi um, in Glasgow, sort of your, your career journey, sort of elaborating on the experiences that you've had with, within, mar- within the maritime sector? Yeah, of course. Um, to, be, to be honest with you, my, my first, first ever engagement with a, with a recruitment agency was out in Australia. So we were working in Western Australia and I was working in the mine. So it was actually an Irish gentleman. I say a gentleman and it's rather loose uh, when I say that. Uh, but yeah, so obviously just got, got to kind of see what, what was going on with that. And then we actually done quite a lot of work in um, a, couple of, a couple of small ports up there. And it obviously just got, there was a few guys from Scotland and it, it opened it up. My family background, we've got a few people, uncles wise, that were in shipbuilding. Um, so you, you, you do know of the industry. Um, and then when we came back to Glasgow, I'd started work with uh, Red, so um, another obviously specialist kind of marine recruiter. Um, at the time, we were sharing an office with with Clyde Marine, so straight off the bat, you you, you start to really kind of get in and, and learn more and more about um, the industry as a whole and, and and what the kind of people are. For me, I think one of the best things about the industry is the transient nature and the the can do attitude. Um, especially coming from where we were in Western Australia, it was very much it was a, it was a, it's a similar attitude that goes across so many different nationalities. And it, I, to be honest with you, I think it's I think it's one of the most special industries that are out there. I think the people in it are, are amazing. The, yeah, it's just it's more so recently you, you get to see it with the with the whole COVID times. Um, there's been, I know there's a, there's a lot of people not happy with how things have been handled. But I would still say that there's a large majority of the people that are involved in, say, for example, the crew changes. There's, there's a lot of people trying their hardest and, and, and doing the best they can and, and really taking it on personally rather than just this is my job. So, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's testament to the industry as a whole. I, th- I think you bring on a perfect sort of segue, um, actually, so, I mean, we, we are living in a COVID uh, time at the moment, which is a daily, weekly, the rules, the regulations seem to be changing, the, the news from governments around the world seems to be changing. But from a marine recruiter's um, perspective, um, in the heart of maritime, I have my views as to maritime has ten, tends to stand through some of the hardest times. and. Um, barely flinches um, from from a recruitment point of view, from an opportunities point of view for somebody who's looking at careers within the maritime sector. How would you say the maritime industry has perhaps been affected due to the current uh, global pandemic that we know as COVID nineteen? That's a good question. Um, to be honest, we. As we spoke about earlier on, we, we, we ran some, some webinars earlier on in March and April. And we've tried to focus on the mental health aspects of it, not just for, for crew, but for show-based. I mean, we 
quite often some of the, some some of the people that I've been working with that were either candidates, obviously I'll name no names, um, were working at that point. They were working from home, isolating, but they were on their own. So it's not just the, the seafarers that some, there was there some hard times. Obviously, it's much harder. I would say definitely much harder for the seafarers on a whole. Recruitment-wise, I think the industry there was a pause um, March and April, especially within Europe, Middle East. Um, many companies have issued have put in place a hiring freeze um, till the end of the year. Still, I believe there was more optimism coming and looking forward towards October, but then with local lockdowns and again more and more understanding, it's, it's a weekly and a daily thing. There is there's much more going on. The market's much more fluid than it was back then, but it's nowhere near what it was in, in February. I mean, we went down, off, we, we dropped off a cliff in terms of the open roles that we had. And even looking back to October, November, December, it was, it was really, really good, really strong, a lot of work, a lot of different companies, new companies coming in, but it's yes, it has dried up. Um, but I would one thing, obviously, from, from a recruitment standpoint to a, an individual standpoint, it's, it's slightly different now. Where some companies were, um, say for example, container, uh, obviously cargoes have, have they've dropped, so the money's not necessarily still there. There's a lot more processing, a lot more things being handled in in house. If there's less roles being filled or being advertised, the chances are there'll be more of them being filled in house. But that's just I'm not I'm not downplaying what we do. It's just the, the natural state. So if you're, if you're, I think it's it's going to be a hard time for everyone. Um, if you're looking to make a a move, shore based, again, it's going to be hard. But there's there are opportunities there, definitely, within the commercial side of it, within operations, within vessel management. Still, there's still movement. Um, it might be a harder time to 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 make a jump ashore, um, just given what's going on. There are, I'd say there's, there's definitely an increase in, in candidates um, on the market, a lot of people being made redundant. The offshore industry up in Aberdeen has been, has been hit pretty bad, um, as it has across the, the world. Um, but yes, trying to look at it in a positive standpoint, there, there are opportunities, there still are offshore companies hiring in different places. So as I said earlier on, if it's, it is a transient industry, so if you can... If you're willing and you're able to move, then there will be opportunities. But it might be that it's, it's more of a time to to actually action that and, and look further afield rather than just staying, staying local. But there's, as I say, there's always going to be chances for people. We were talking just before, obviously, started recording. There's, there's, there are plenty of opportunities for people in different, different backgrounds and different experiences. Uh, absolutely, and th and thank you. Um, but c touching on a few things that you've brought up, I mean, you and I know um, the maritime industry um, extremely well, perhaps. Um, and, and there's a few terms that you brought up um, that perhaps you could help um, our listeners who aren't maritime understand what you meant by those, um, such as you you've talked sort of at sea, um, sort of can perhaps elaborate on the roles at sea versus the roles at home and what they actually sort of almost mean to a non-maritime professional. So whether that's commercial management, 
um, or superintendent type work. Can you perhaps elaborate on the details um, around those um, phrases and ter the terminology that we speak very freely yeah, about? Of course. Um, comes to see you, you know a lot more than me. Um, but generally speaking, when it comes, the majority of the work that we get is in technical management. So when we say technical management, basically, and again, I'm, I'm no mariner, I'm no engineer, so forgive me. Um, but the, the roles that generally that we, we work on and, and fill when it comes to superintendents, so generally speaking, will be chief engineers or second engineers. There are different approaches, different countries and different companies have different approaches, whether that be someone that's came through and um, done their undergrad in marine engineering and then a, a postgrad or naval architecture they can then come into a, more of a junior superintendent or technical superintendent role which basically means that you are you, you're you're working with if you're junior you'll be working with the you'll be working with different technical superintendents that are more experienced um the, for the dry docking for the plan maintenance um of the assets that the, the company either manage or own so if it's someone that's for, for basically when I speak to, to family or whatever that they don't really know, we always say so well, if you think of your car, so a good analogy is if you think of your car, your car needs an MOT, so it needs regular maintenance, it needs to pass inspection. It's the same for, for maritime assets. Obviously there's a hell of a lot more into it. Um, so we work with companies, we put technical superintendents in place. As I said, largely the, the people that are going in for these positions are either second engineers or chief engineers that have been to sea for a long time um, and they've, they've put the hard yards in and then they've looked to, to make a move ashore, whether that be for family reasons, for career progression, for various different reasons. Um, some people like to say, I was, I was actually speaking to someone this morning um, and he's, he, he's basically been told that he, he's, he's getting on a bit, he can't be a, a chief engineer anymore, but to be fair, he is, he's, 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 he is getting on, but he doesn't want to come ashore because it's all he's known. So th there are people that want to stay at sea for, for, forevermore. Um, and then the other side of it, we'll work with, um, so obviously marine superintendents, so deck officers that want to come ashore, They'll, they can go into HSEQ. Largely, obviously, this, you, you don't necessarily have to have that background, but deck officers tend to go into marine superintendency, um, HSEQ, health and safety um, or they can or sometimes go into operations and um, so yeah that's that's pretty much that side and then if we sort of flip on to um, if, if you don't mind sharing as well um, the role of perhaps a commercial manager what what does that mean um, in terms of sort of a, perhaps a day-to-day -day or or actually more importantly um, what type of person would work within a commercial management side um, look, looking after the assets um, commercials yeah well, <laughs> put me in the spot in terms of <laughs> I don't like to differentiate too much between the candidates because we might I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no like, no but, you, <laughs> but, but, but I mean it, 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 the, the, the point is is the, the perhaps more technical management if I, if I may and please do correct me if I'm wrong is perhaps a more technical management role um, Oh yeah, of course. It, 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 it's the direct line is perhaps slightly harder for somebody with a. It's not un, certainly not unheard of for somebody who's not been to sea. However, for the commercial management of a vessel, there, there's far more opportunity 
whether it's within the brokerage side of the industry, sort of commercial side of the industry or not, that yeah. actually there is that sort of the ability, shall we say, for somebody who is not a seafarer to enter yeah, into commercial management. I was basically, when you asked me that question, I had various different masters in my head that would be annoyed at me for saying so. <laughs> okay, those, those masters who are listening, those masters who are listening, if me and the Calderoy differentiating, it's certainly not Gordon um, who's yeah. ma- making that differentiating. So don't get annoyed with Gordon, get annoyed with me, if you, anybody at all. Uh, I, I need to make my living off of uh, keeping people happy. So, But no, obviously the, the, there are opportunities. So if you are coming in to, to the industry from, from outside, there are definitely, um, as you say, in, in broken. Um, there's there's so many opportunities to be in in the industry with a different kind of background. So, if you quite often to to really push yourself ahead, a lot of the, a, a lot of masters when they come ashore, they'll go and do their MBA and they want they go into the, the commercial management. Um, other than that, they can obviously start. Um, speaking to someone uh, last week who's out in Singapore and he he was a school leaver and um, he took a job on in Aberdeen as a basically as a tree wow. that's that that's cool that's really yeah, cool yeah 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 I mean that's that's that is it's one of the things about the industry but when I said earlier on the transient nature so I would imagine um, when when this gentleman went to school in Aberdeen and he, he joined a, a company he probably never really well, I, I don't want to take anything away from him, but he did. But I never led on to it anyway the other day. You might not have the plan to, to go ahead or, and to go into different sides of it um, or different countries, but there are opportunities. So say, for example, if we just use this as, a, as one example, he was a school leaver in Aberdeen. He joined um, and he was a, basically a trainee broker. Um, and then he worked, I think, I don't know, obviously I won't, won't name names companies. He worked as a trainee broker for a few years. He'd done really well, um, but he, he fell into it. He absolutely loved it um, and worked hard. Um, quite often, some people can come in from going to a similar position with maybe a sales background or whatnot, but they, it's you, you really need to, to... I would say some of the people that have done the best, they, have, they take a real interest in the industry. Um, from the get-go if you're coming in from the outside they, they become they become passionate and that when you talk to them um you would think that they've either served at sea or something similar because of the passion that they have for it quite often you speak to seafarers that's that's that's, that's what i love about my job is every single day you speak to people that they, they love what they do there's i don't think there's anything that we we i think we've got what we do we've got that in our, our logo love what you do and it solely comes down to the, these people that they're so passionate about what they do, but it's a lifestyle. It's not. A, it's, it's not just a job. You can do so many different jobs. Trust me, I've, I've worked in a lot of different jobs um, in my, my own my own career. But this this is something special about it, um, and it can't be it can't be overlooked uh, for for sure. So anyway, as I say, so this school leaver, um, then he, he was offered a basically. Uh, full position he took it within two years he'd taken on a position in Norway um, and again went over there for a couple of years came back worked in um, he worked in Germany and then now he's, he's basically he's uh, I'm always reluctant to say just in case I put something in but he's essentially he's, he's running the, the 
the commercial side of several assets, multi-million pound assets, um, over, well over 100 million um, each. And he's got, he's essentially, he's, yeah, he's improved the company's standpoint. And he's, I think he's younger than me, so I'm 35. So it's, it's a pretty full-on career. Um, and, that, and that's the epic thing, I think, about this industry is that you can, from a very young age, um, wh- whether you're going on a career towards sea or, or shoreside, you, you can get to a, if, if, if you know, sort of, not even if you know where you want to go, you can get to a position quite quickly, um, as long as you're passionate about what you do. Um, yeah, you also need to, you need passion, but you need to, you need to be willing to deliver. Absolutely. So uh, everyone's, there's so many different people, there's so many types of personalities that can come in, but largely speaking, if you can deliver, if you can deliver good results, so if you're looking at someone in technical management, it's not just a case of how many years experience have you got, that makes you, you're you're a better employee, potential employee than someone else, it's really down to the, the fine details and, and your willingness to pay attention to the details and your ability to go into a shipyard and not have the, the wheel pulled over your eyes when it comes to docking, um, stay on the budget, get things done in time. And a lot of that comes from planning. A lot of that comes from good relationships with the, the chief engineers that, that are on board. And then on the commercial side of it as well, it's the, the, the people that do really well, they have amazing networks and they they take on board what their, what their team are telling them um, and they, they use that. So there are, there's always opportunities in the industry. Um, and I would say if, you're, if you are willing to, to go the extra mile, then you, you will do well. And if you're willing to, to change your life and, and move, then again, there's, there's no, really no limit to what you can do. Some of the MDs and, and CEOs, that are, that are around just now that they, they've came through similar similar circumstances um which is amazing which is really really impressive um compared I, to yeah. other industries I, I think you've you've picked on something um that i would like to raise in, in a positive light for those who whether you're a school leaver service leaver non-maritime professional uh and, and this topic, this will come up time and time again, um, I'm sure throughout the podcast as, as it develops, is one thing that I'm very proud of about our industry, the industry that we work in, um, that, that we both have known for a very long time, is it's built on relationships. And, and it's important to note that, is that actually it, people in this industry are extremely friendly um extremely friendly extremely willing to help for the most part um and and pick up the telephone call um telephone to have a call rather um i mean for those who are listening gordon and i have spoken perhaps two or three times and never met in person um and yet i'm having a fantastic conversation i think i hope you too you are too um but the, the point is is that people are extremely friendly in this industry and extremely and it is built on those personal relationships perhaps rather than commercial relationships oh yeah without a shadow of a doubt um there's so many people that i have i've been out for dinner with i've, I've met or, or even people have placed and then 
a year a year goes past and and you speak to them or they introduce you to someone else and you you, you had no idea because of the so one of them for example was someone someone in Glasgow sorry someone in Singapore introduced me I'm based in Glasgow but someone in Singapore introduced me to to someone in Glasgow that was looking for a move to a different country and I hadn't spoke to them before so it's like well that's that just shows how how open the industry is um but it, it's for anyone coming in um if there's someone that's if there's anyone listening and they're thinking about even going into the the crewing side of things then it it often pays um to no matter who it is that you're talking to is to treat to treat people well because you never know when you're going to have to to, to ask for, for their help or for for recommendations or referrals or, or whatnot but there's there's so much you can do and if, if yeah the people as i said earlier on I'm, i was i was never a marine engineer or a, sorry a mariner sorry or an engineer and then the people that i started talking to and i started working at red they were they were so open to to telling me about what they do and they were open to learning but if you ask them the questions they'll tell you it's rather than trying to pull the wool over their eyes you know everything i don't i don't know everything I, it's, it's not my job to but they'll happily they'll happily pass on their knowledge um and to anyone i would imagine absolutely. If you're absolutely i couldn't agree more and I, and I think it brings on to um a couple of interesting questions as we start to draw this in because i i have a suspicion we could go on for hours and hours talking about the diversity and the opportunities within the industry um, i'm actually on the diversity but perhaps you can um share with our with our audience um i mean obviously we're we're, we're, we're two blokes talking about uh, careers in maritime and perhaps one may look at the industry from the outside and see it perhaps slightly more male dominated um which something that we are within the industry trying to change and we definitely do recognize um but my question before we start to bring this to a close is can you for, for any ladies um listening can you perhaps sort of touch on the opportunities whether the opportunities for women within maritime i i know it's a bit of a loaded question um but it's something that needs to be raised because we are living in a very male dominated industry it's a it's an important question um yeah for me um so many years the you can all it's it's a shame that there's not more women in, in the industry um i had a, a really good conversation back in april um uh, with a person who's up she's up in, in aberdeen again um and we, we had a really frank conversation about her experiences in, in the industry it's only obviously it's only one person but she came in and she was determined um and she she's chief officer um served at sea for i think she's been at sea for maybe 10 years 12 years and loves it and wouldn't wouldn't do anything wouldn't want to do anything else i think when i think i've also spoke to people when they when they i remember when they, they told their family that they, that's what they were going to do as in women they, they the family looks sorry you're going to do what and it's incredible i've also spoke to a, a chief a chief engineer um in the container ships and she's I think she's only ever served with one other woman um, through her, her seagoing career. So, but, and it's, again, it's multinational. 
there's there are opportunities there for them um, for for them sorry for for women all over the place in every aspect of it. I think it's important that oh, I just had we had a daughter, so we've got a two and a half year old daughter, um, and it, it really kind of raises some flags for you. It's just like, well, they, why should they? Why should they? Why should they not have access to, to this industry? Um, Absolutely. So there's a the BP is a technical superintendent. Um, at BP, she's working with the most advanced engines and propulsion systems in the LNG industry. Um, and yeah, again, she absolutely loves it. She's done new building. She's done everything. And I think pe- people with that, it's well, obviously both sets are insp- inspirational. But for me, especially having a daughter, it was like, well, these are the people that I want. These are the role models that we, we want to try and highlight. And I know obviously you, you'll be doing that with this as well. You'll be, you'll be trying to be as diverse as you can. And, you sh- and it's a good fight. It's a really good fight, Andrew. And I think there've got to be I think it goes right down to um, from school side of things. There needs to be more of a presence from the marine industry in schools. It's, we can only talk about where we live. So I would say Scotland. My uh, one secondary school the entire the entire time there was no presence of the marine industry that came to our school. There was nothing that came in. Nobody came in at all to say that there are opportunities here. Um, I don't know, obviously, at 35, I don't know what schools are like now, but I think that's a, at the grassroots to build an image and to show it's diverse. And to, I think the offshore industry, to be fair to them, they do it quite, quite well and they push things. But there's a few companies up there kicking about the UK that are doing a lot more on social media and they're, they're highlighting some, some of their female staff going out and, and either doing operations or for inspections. And it's great because that's, that's where they especially if you're talking school leavers or university students, that's where they are. They're on social media. It's where the, the presence needs to, it's where it needs to start. Absolutely. Um, I mean, so, social media is, is a, va- is a such a, I mean, it's, we'll, we'll be using it throughout this um, yeah. to highlight um, th- through um, my, my, my personal feed versus anything else um, to highlight the one, the diversity and the, the, the maritime careers and opportunities, et cetera. Um, but when when it comes around to women in maritime, and I'll reiterate, there are some amazing women in maritime who I'm thrilled to call friends and colleagues um, who will be coming on to the podcast um, and sharing their experiences, um, trying trying to sort of start a career in the, in the early stages. I mean, they're sort of head top top of the industry now, so talking about their sort of journey through the maritime industry to where they are now and looking at how much it has has changed Um, and it is amazing how much it has changed even my short spell and um, I I thoroughly enjoy the conversations I have with um, the women in maritime um, because um, their journey has been different um, to perhaps a white Scot who grew up in Glasgow around ships shall we say. Um, yeah. And I'm talking myself, perhaps, rather than anybody else on this call. Um, but you, you, you get the gist. Um, anyway, sorry, I, 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 get, I get too carried away. <laughs> I, know, I know that. No, no, it's, it's, uh, I can introduce you to some more if you'd well, if you'd like. Um, for a, so you can get a, a, not just a diverse guest, but you can get a diverse range of um, specialisms within the industry. Um, so, yeah, happy to do that. No, well, we, we, we'd love to speak to them on the show. So I'll take you up on that now, recorded live. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I'll put myself there. So, no, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I think um, 
I would, the only thing I would say, uh, but again, I, I can picture my daughter in a few years when, when I say this, so not to be condescending or, or not, but um, it's not to, not to think of it as a, because, because it's a, a male-dominated industry, that it has to be that way. Um, it, that just brings a challenge on its own that I think people should be, should be going for and, and really and trying, to be, trying to make their, put their best foot forward and build a career. I think it'd be, yeah, there's some amazing, I had a couple of conversations yesterday with some amazing women in the industry out in Germany absolutely brilliant and yeah, there are obviously specialisms which are largely dominated by by um, by women so HR obviously majority of the HR managers I speak to are are, are women and um, there, there's opportunities within that a lot of people in crewing are, are women as well but there's more and more people coming in in the engineering side the commercial side from both sides and I think yeah. it's in time um, Especially the younger ones coming through, you can really see a, it's, it is much more diverse, maybe a wee bit slower, but it's just, I think it's just getting the industry out there, to be honest. I, I, I totally agree. Um, and as we start to now bring um, our time to a close, um, because we both, I know, can get far too carried away um, and talk for hours, perhaps. Um, could you share with us um, with... Um, your, perhaps your professional hat on, um, some advice for those men and women who are at sea today, um, perhaps looking to continue with a career on shore, perhaps some professional advice for our seafaring colleagues. Um, and then um, following that, um, advice for non-maritime individuals, whether school leavers, um, service leavers or non-maritime professionals. Sorry, the signal broke up a bit. Can I just... Sorry, so, so, so I'll reiterate it. Would you be able to provide a bit of professional advice for somebody looking to join a career in maritime, uh, starting with those men and women who are at sea, um, and then those um, individuals, whether school leavers or non-maritime professionals, to sort of start a career within um, our incredible industry? Within the industry, yeah. Uh, in terms of school leavers going into the industry, it's not really my specialism, so I don't really have much in that side of it. When, if it comes to people coming ashore or people that are starting out in their, their career, um, but really want to maximise the effect of benefit, I would say to try and to, to plan. Um, to be honest, this, this, this counts at every level. Um, to plan out what, what you want to achieve in your career or at least have goals. Um, things will change every year, but if you can review it and go back. Too often, I would say I speak to, to people that um, they may well be very good at what they do, but they've been, they've jumped around. So if you're going to see, if you can try and specialise in certain vessel types. Um, so again, for people not that don't know the industry, by, by vessel types, we're talking uh, tankers, uh, so oil tankers, gas carriers, um, LNG, LPG, or dry cargo, which might be grains or iron ore, um, right down to logs, or um, working in the cruise industry. Quite a lot of people um, that have a, a varied background when it comes to the shore-based career, it's, it's, it's harder for them because there's always going to be competition that has stuck with the one vessel type. Now, don't get me wrong, there are always chances that that, that that won't be the case. 
But if you are looking to do it, I would say have a, have a plan, try and stick to it. Don't jump around too much in terms of, um, as I say, vessel types or specialisms. And yeah, just and go for it and, and try your best. And, and if you're working with a company and you want to achieve that promotion, obviously if you're at sea, you'll have your, your L&D or learning development guys that, that will work with the seafarers for uh, career progression, but really take on board what they say that you need to do for, for your next steps. And then if you're in a shore-based position and you want to move up the ranks again, is speak to your superior or your superior superior and find out what, what it takes to get to that next level. And yeah, just really go for that. Amazing. Thank you. Um, for those who are listening at sea today, I'm, I'm sure if, if you want to find out more about uh, career progression, etc., um, take it back if you need to, Gordon, but Gordon's happy is a very friendly as he here and hopefully this advice will help you. But also there is a group of mentors um, who work closely with the Marine Society um, and they have a program called the Coming Ashore Program. Um, which is a fantastic resource um, to speak to the likes of Steve Cameron, um, who's been on the show um, himself, um, to discuss um, maritime, the, 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 the journey of coming ashore. Um, so that's, that's free um, and a huge, a fantastic resource. Um, and finally, Gordon, um, as, a, as, a, as a sort of non-maritime question, um, as to round up, um, would you be able to share with us what you're passionate about? It doesn't have to be maritime, but I'm pretty sure I can tell what that is and, and what you're proud of. Yeah. Um, it, well, to be honest with you, one of the things I'm really proud of, and we, we spoke about this and, and that's how we actually came, came to speak, um, is the, the crew change at the moment, the crew change issues that we're having. Um, I've pulled together a group at the moment. We've got maybe 25 companies in it, um, 40, 40 to 45 individuals with the sole focus of trying to get as many seafarers home. Um, it's, a, it's not a commercial gain. It's not a commercial project for us. It's completely pro bono. Um, and we have, we've just got, we've had success. Uh, I believe we've got the landing permits today for a flight taken off from Amsterdam to um, Yangon in, in Myanmar with 100 and, I think it's 165, 170 passengers and um, Burmese wow. safe going back home. Um, and then I've, I've also got a new, a new flight to basically to, to put to the group. So yeah, that's, that's probably, I'd say it's probably the best thing I've done since I've joined industry and not to, to obviously thing with myself is there's nothing in it for me I'm, I'm not bothered but if anyone is listening and, they, and they're in crew and they'd like to be part of it basically what we do is if there's anyone in the group that was looking to charter a flight um, rather than just trying to put 15 or 10 seafarers to from, from one place to, to back home we put it to the group and make it more cost effective for the basically for the owners for the ship managers to, to do so um, and then with this one there's I think there's 70 um, 70 of the passengers or 60 of the passengers sorry are coming straight from the embassy um, which obviously helps with the, with the permits and whatnot absolutely yeah that's that's that but so yeah that's now that would be it although out, out with the maritime I'm, I'm fairly simple um and i love my football but sport in general but yeah that, that that's about it 
Well, thank you, thank you very much, Gordon, for your time. And and finally, finally, before I thank you, um, how what's the best way of somebody finding um, your fi finding you um, online, yeah. etc. You can obviously just your natural as a recruiter. You're, you're in LinkedIn, so uh, if you just put in Gordon Rainey ten on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll find me. Or just Gordon Rainey when you, you come into the search. Um, you can do that if you want to email me. Um, if you're looking for advice, if you're looking to come ashore, if you're looking, if you want to get into the industry, obviously Andrew said a, a few different places you can go. But by but feel free if you want to email me. It's uh, Gordon at eonzy.com, which is e y o n z y. Um, dot com. So yeah, no problem. Happy to help if I can. Obviously, if we're busy, then I'll, 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 I'll get back to you as soon as I can. But if you're just looking for advice, that's more than happy to help. Fantastic. And on that, um, I must thank you, Gordon, for your time today, um, both on my own journey um, within Maritime, but also the journey of those who are listening um, around the UK and further afield. Um, in the who are looking for a career in this really uh, very challenging time that we're faced with um, around the world. So thank you very much for giving your time um, and supporting um, not not only myself but those individuals around the world. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for doing this. It's that's my my podcast career started. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Probably, probably ended as well, but never mind. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure not. Not with your previous radio experience. Uh, yeah, but not not this side. Not this side. <laughs> no, that's great, Andrew. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Maritime Careers, a podcast. For all details and information that we discussed in today's episode, please check out the bio for more information. Wherever you are in the world, stay healthy, stay safe. And I look forward to speaking to you in our next podcast.